I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, we talk meme coins and the market in general. Also, we have headlines. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, July 20th, 2021. Before we get started today, I want to say happy birthday to my dad. Happy birthday, Mr. Andrew Deemer, Pastor Andrew Deemer. My dad is a pastor, and he turns 62 today. So happy birthday to my dad. I already sent him a text message this morning. I guess that's how we send, like, <laughs> birthday wishes anymore. We text him. I'll probably hop on the phone with him later today. I saw him uh, quite a few times this summer at different baseball games or uh, barbecues or, you know, just hanging out. So it, it's, been, it's been pretty – I've seen my dad more this summer than I've ever seen my dad uh, in the past, I think, decade. My dad doesn't live in town. I lived abroad for a while. So it was really hard to see my dad. But now it's just we're seeing a lot of him, so I'm really happy. So I just don't want – I'm telling you all this because I don't want you to think that all I do is give my dad a text message, happy 62nd text. Like, that's pretty lame. But I've seen my dad a lot. I guess I'm justifying to people that ain't able to respond back why I'm a good son. <laughs> Anyway, let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 11:25 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $29,722, down almost 4% in 24. Ethereum is at $1,779, down 2.5%. Tether's in the number three spot. Binance Coin is at 266 down almost 7%, and Cardano's at $1.06, down 6.6%. Running off the top 10, we have USDC, XRP, Dogecoin, which is at 16.6 cents, by the way, BUSD, and Polkadot. Total market cap for the whole crypto space, we're at $1.2 trillion exactly right now, which is pretty cool, and a BTC dominance of 46.5%. And a really quick comment about the market. What's going on? It's sub $30,000 Bitcoin. We did see sub $30,000 Bitcoin before, but it's almost like a flash in the pan. And then we were popped right back up. But this seems like it's going to stay there for a while and go sideways. If not sideways, maybe even down. Maybe it's going to go to 28, 25. I was on Twitter spaces yesterday, listening to some traders talk about where they think Bitcoin is going. Some people say $15,000 Bitcoin. It wouldn't surprise them. And some say $25,000 Bitcoin. It will never go lower. Well, we don't know. That's the thing. Is it going lower? Is it going to come back up? Are we going to see that $100,000 Bitcoin by the end of the year? But that's the thing. The end of the year. We're halfway through the year. We still have a long way to go. We've already came a long way in this year. And I've been telling everybody, please close your black folio and wait until September, October, November. That's when we're going to see what really happens in the crypto space. Is it going to keep going down? Is it going to go pop, pop back up? And also, there's a lot of variables in this space right now. I mean, look at the news on the Delta variant. A lot of people are saying that the Delta variant is making a lot of volatility on markets across the board, not just the crypto space, but markets across the board in many different countries. So 
who knows what's going to happen with the Delta variant or maybe this Lambda variant that's coming out. Do I think that we're going to see lockdowns like we did in, what was it, April and May of last year? I don't think so. But we could see some hiccups in economies and some different regulations or some different measures be put in back into action. Some uh, forced closures of businesses, mass mandates, and maybe some curfews. Who knows? But that's going to you know ripple across the globe. And we don't know how it's going to affect the crypto space. Are they going to hedge into the crypto space? Or are they going to pull out just like everything else and go into maybe dollars or something? I don't I don't know. Stable coins. Anyway, this, of course, is not financial advice. All I'm saying is I am looking at September and October and November. And my block portfolio is closed, even though I do check it and I go, ouch. Just chill. Again, not financial advice, but take a breath. Take a step back. And enjoy your summer. In our main conversation today, we talked to Anthony Trenchev, the managing partner at Nexo. And we talked meme coins, Dogecoin, Baby Doge, Shiba Inu. And we just talked about the markets in general and managing your funds. This conversation is kind of all over the place. But regardless, I thought it was fun. It was great to catch up with Anthony. And I hope you enjoy. Anthony, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. So before we get into our topic today, how's everything going at Nexo? Everything at Nexo is great. Uh, you know, the crypto markets have been taking a bit of a beating, and obviously that is not great. We don't like that. We like steadily rising markets because that's even better. But the beauty of our model and the way we engineer this, that it works in bear markets as well. We do prefer the bull markets, but, you know, every now and then we will see corrections and anyone uh, who tells you otherwise have no clue what they're talking about. So, but do you think this is a healthy correction or do you think that we're going to have another three-year winter? I don't think we're going to have a three-year winter yet again. I think uh, there are too many things that change the perception uh, towards crypto early on. Was this discussion, is it here to stay? Are there going to be... Uh, you know, an outright ban. I think we're past that point. Uh, you know, the Lindy effect is starting to kick in. Something that has been around for a decade is going to be around at least another decade. I'm sorry, the, the what effect? Lindy effect. This, uh, you know, this is a term which uh, essentially means that, you know, if you had, for instance, the con- concept of wine for the past 5,000 years, you're going to have this 5,000 uh, 5, years projected into the future. So the, the logic being that something that has been around longest tends to be a, around for uh, at least the same amount of time. So this is now starting to kick in for Bitcoin and crypto uh, and institutional adoption. Yes, not as uh, fast as we wanted it to, uh, uh, to have it like last year and this year, you know, the whole narrative, but it is here and we see it on the platform uh, at Nexo. And I can tell you it's definitely there. So lots of reasons why it will be uh, you know, somewhat different than last time. Great, great. But we're not here to talk about that today, even though I did want to touch on it with you since you do have a little bit of insight being over there at Nexo. I want to talk about dog coins or meme coins. I mean, look, we have Dogecoin, Baby Doge, Shiba Inu. And, you know, I, I just want your opinion or your, I guess, maybe insights on those kind of assets. Yeah, sure. And there's quite a lot of them. I remember when we kicked off Nexo in 2017, they were like, a thousand something uh, different cryptocurrencies and now we're close to 11,000 so that's a 10x increase you know over uh, just a short period of three to four years so uh, 
my personal opinion is like the vast majority of the cryptocurrencies we don't really need. Not a very popular opinion, <laughs> but uh, I think it's a true one um, in the sense that, you know, we see and also uh, the market uh, um, uh, evaluating uh, things in a similar perspective. And it's just, you know, at the end of the day, there's going to be very few winners and uh, it is uh, advisable that people approach any sort of uh, newcomer that doesn't really have a utility or a purpose, just like some of the vast majority of the meme coins and, you know, uh, be resistant to this uh, irrational exuberance that we see every now and then to borrow the term from Fed chair Alan Greenspan here. But this is actually what we've seen uh, in the meme coins and, you know, Elon Musk not necessarily helping uh, sanity prevail and you know the way that the markets and the world functions is a great vast majority of people can be making 10x or 100x or i don't know how many x on their investments every three or four months it's just not realistic and it's not how the capitalistic uh system works and that's the reality of it so what what, what is the purpose of these meme coins those coins should be you baby doge i mean baby doge is brand new like what is the actual purpose of these are they trying to be a, a currency an alternative currency to uh, fiat currency are they just there for jokes are they just there for pump and jumps are they, they uh, pump and dumps are they just there for speculation and gambling what what is the purpose of these coins uh well i'm gonna say something you don't hear every day from people in the crypto space and it's the honest answer i don't know i have no idea nobody knows and it's just like most of them look like, uh, you know, quick grab, wrecks, riches, enhancing uh, stories that, uh, you know, usually make the founders and the people that, uh, uh, that designed them and distributed and that promoted them rich. And, uh, you know, the retail ends up holding the back. And it's a very sad story. And unfortunately, human beings, uh, as such, we tend to have very short memories. Uh, you know, the vast majority of people right now in crypto, they have never seen like a true bear market or a crisis. Like, you know, they were in their early teens when the 2008 uh, uh, financial crisis kicked in and, uh, you know, the, uh, the the great recession that followed. So they don't have this culture and the best they can do is read about it in books, which, uh, you know, doesn't necessarily give it the whole story or you cannot implement necessarily the lessons out of it. So brings us back to the point that people have to be very careful and somebody has to be responsible. And we at Nexo try to be, you know, such a, uh, such a company and a bunch of individuals who can give you guidance on what we think is investable and advisable for you to even come close to. And, you know, I wish uh, the second or the richest person uh, in the world, Elon Musk will follow a similar path whereby he lives up to the responsibility and expectations with 55 or 60 million followers that every word he utters does matter and it moves the markets and it can make and break destinies. And ultimately, this is the only thing I see meme coins be really useful is, you know, either making some people fabulously rich or you know, destroying livelihoods. And, uh, you know, we have to wake up to this reality and adjust accordingly. 
I heard you mention um, Elon Musk already twice in this conversation. And so what I have to ask you is, is like, do you think that the SEC should come after Elon Musk or at least sue him or at least try to take some actions against him for the things that he's done to either pump or uh, pump, promote or um, comment on the cryptocurrency space? Yeah, that's a slippery path here. First of all, he has already come into uh, trouble with uh, with the SEC for, you know, if you remember uh, two years ago, he tweeted about funding secured at a level which was very far from, uh, you know, the, the current uh, uh, trading range of uh, the Tesla stocks. He did, so did, he did get in trouble. He paid, I think, something to the tune of 20 million, which on the grand scale of things, it's nothing for him, but it's just, uh, you know, just shows you that this guy doesn't uh, take the lessons of regulatory slaps too seriously. And when I said it's a slippery path, it, it, it truly is in crypto because the SEC usually, you know, crypto assets and most of the, the assets who tend to make the case that they're uh, tokens versus securities, they are and would like to remain outside the purview of the SEC's jurisdiction. Uh, and then at the same time, you know, we have somebody like Elon Musk now crying on the SEC's shoulder and saying, oh, come help us regulate this, uh, you know, might have some um, side effects that uh, the entire crypto community might not necessarily want. So, you know, if we bring in the SEC, it brings us all into the realm of securities and that, uh, you know, with the current uh, way that the securities laws in the states are structured, this will, this will uh, have its challenges in terms of how we move forward with DeFi and innovation, and uh, it will be a very different space. So bottom line, Crypto, it's good that we have bear markets. It's good that we have, you know, the outliers such as uh, Elon Musk and other uh, influential individuals because these are the characteristics of a truly free market. And right now, crypto is the only free market out there. You know, we don't have the Federal Reserve as a last uh, lender, as a resort, uh, as a lender of last resort, and uh, you know what is colloquially being duped. Uh, the, the Fed put this notion that you don't need protection insurance in the market because the Fed has your back. We don't have anything like this in crypto. And I think it's one of the great characteristics why we're so free to experiment in it. And uh, ultimately, that, ultimately, that's how innovation tries. Last question I have for you is, um, look, we, we are going into a little bit of a pullback. Actually, we are well into a, a pullback or a correction or even a baby bear. I don't know what you really want to call it. Uh, but we have, you know, around a $30,000 Bitcoin today. Um, everything that uh, people have bought back at maybe close to all-time highs are either retraced to 50% or more. Um, some of these could be looking at discounts. Some people could be looking at discounts, like I'm going to double up on my bags or, or load up right now. Uh, some people could be looking like they lost all their money. Um, some people could look at this. They just got scammed. Um, when it comes to some of these cryptocurrencies out there or even all these cryptocurrencies, how would you recommend people to go ahead and engage in this market as it is quite volatile. There are ups and downs. There is a lot of uncertainty and we don't know what products are pro or projects that are going to last through, well, maybe even this bear. Um, what do you, what do you recommend people to do at this point? Well, uh, I don't think there's a universal formula that, you know, this is the formula and fits uh, for everybody. It's just no such thing. You have to take into account the particular cir circumstances of the individual, their financial positions, the cash flow, 
uh, that they will be seeing going forward. So a lot of different variables, but, um, you know, crypto, of course, is volatile, but this is actually one of the things that entices people in it. Otherwise, you know, you're just uh, as well off in uh, U.S. treasuries where you have very low volatility. Again, then the upside potential is not that great either. But my personal take on this, and this is especially new, uh, uh, true for the newbies, you should have a portion of your liquid assets allocated into crypto. Uh, but this should be a uh, single digit percentage point. So if you have 100K uh, dollars, you know, in your savings account, do experiment with something like two to 10% tops and be ready to, uh, uh, worst comes to worst, to lose all of that money and, you know, take the right time horizon, you know, one, three, five years, because just looking in crypto on a day-to-day -day basis and it's, volatility it is madness and you will buy at the worst time and then sell at the worst time because this is just the way that the human mind functions we tend to get scared in uh, selling climaxes and uh, climaxes in, uh, near the bottom and then you know we get exuberantly uh, uh, greedy at tops that's actually this one of the indication of tops with everybody is buying you know the proverbial shoe polisher who gives you uh, advice on stock purchases, but you know, for me, the the the, the greatest risk is being entirely outside of crypto, then allocating something, a small portion of your account, which could have this asymmetric returns of multiple X, and it could be a great diversifier. Uh, an amplifier of your uh, portfolio's performance. Uh, before I actually, I do, I do go. I do have one question about the meme, meme coins because I just want to wrap this back up to Doge, Baby Doge, Shiba Inu, and stuff like that. Um, with the volatility, um, the volatility of the market. There are coins that are just, I guess, I guess here for no reason. Um, it, but to you know, get people to gamble on them. And if you were in Shiba Inu, you, you could have hundred x your investment. You know, if you got it in June to its all time high, and then you could have also lost a, a lot of money. Um, you, how do you even re recommend somebody to navigate that? Do you just want? Do you think that somebody should just stay in Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and some of the, the top ten or the longer coins, or do you think that some of these emerging Coins like Dogecoin, I'm not even Dogecoin, sorry, um, Shiba Inu or Baby Doge actually have value for somebody to even look at besides speculation. Right. Well, this goes back to money management and portfolio management. You know, for crypto enthusiasts, I would, uh, you know, recommend a mix where the majority, like 80 to 90%, will be made up from uh, the solid uh, digital assets such as Bitcoin and Ethereum. Oh, yeah, <laughs> some next to token. Sorry, here I have to to the own horn, but uh, we have been performing rather well. Uh, no, but kidding aside, you know, 90%, 80-90% should be allocated in uh, the most stable when those type of assets such as Bitcoin and Ethereum that are here to stay or one can make a very good case where they're here to stay. And then if you want to have this small type of allocations to something that you know full well uh, doesn't have a whole lot of intrinsic value and it's just based on how much the next uh, guy is going to be in a position uh, uh, to pay for, you know, you can very well play this game and I've seen it play out for, 
for a lot of folks, you know, who have made 10, 50, 100 X on their coins, but you have to then do it with small amounts. If you're expecting, you know, 100 X and as little as $1,000, it's already giving you all the upside potential. Don't bet your kids college funds on it and then uh, cry that uh, you have been scammed. Be aware of what ultimately what these assets are and speculation vehicles. And it's something that might, or it's even very likely to go lower than uh, higher. And it's just essentially what the VC <laughs> philosophy has been for the past 30 years, pay, spray and pray and have the uh, bulk of your portfolio in solid assets that are going to stand the test of time. And then the rest is just speculation. Anthony Trensev, managing partner at Nexo. Thanks for coming on the show and chatting. Thank you so much for having me. And I have some headlines for you today. The CEO of banking giant UBS, Ralph Hammers, has made some comments about crypto. He said that clients, he said that clients are asking about it. He said that their clients are looking at different alternatives. They hear about crypto. There's a little bit of FOMO because they read about it in the paper, but they also see the volatility. So what we do as UBS, we advise them with caution, and we never offer it actively. Hammer says while leading UBS, I never have FOMO. However, UBS is reportedly in the early stages of planning to offer cryptocurrency investments to its wealthy customers. OpenSea is a unicorn. That means they have a valuation of $1.5 billion. And this comes after a Series B funding round led by Andreessen Horowitz. And that funding round raised them $100 million in Series B funding. The CEO, Devin Finzer, is pretty happy about that, <laughs> obviously. And he says this, it's all about growing the platform that we've built, which has seen significant volume growth over the first half of this year. We think that NFTs are really one of those once-in-a-couple-decades paradigm shifts that is just incredibly exciting. Just a side thought, NFTs are a paradigm shift. However, I think in the crypto space, we have a lot of paradigm shifts. Besides NFTs, let's call that number one, we have DeFi, number two, we have Web3, we have decentralization in general, and then we have CBDCs or even stable coins, which is, I think, also a paradigm shift. That's why everybody's going crazy about them. What do you think the biggest paradigm shift is? And am I missing one? Email me, Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co to discuss, and I'll read them on air. And finally, do you live in the UK? Do you trade cryptocurrency? Do you live abroad and you're British and cri trade cryptocurrency? Do you use exchanges outside of the UK? Well, it doesn't matter because the UK Tax Authority, Her Majesty Revenue and Customs, they're gathering customer data on cryptocurrency exchanges both at home and abroad. Crypto assets are treated as personal investments in the UK, by the way, if you didn't know, and any profits are liable to tax. And that's cryptocurrencies received from mining, airdrops, and payment for services. Those are all taxable. And if you are from the UK, Thomas Caddy, a white-collar crime lawyer at Gerson Solicitors, said this, it may be news to some that they're doing this in conjunction with the powers outside the United Kingdom. And in fact, they're gathering data internationally. And he says this while urging anyone likely affected to take legal advice. So, pay your taxes, UK. They're really coming down on banks, on exchanges, and they're trying to get their money. Well, that's what happens when you close down for COVID-19 for a while and you start to come up short on your balance sheets. You're going to try to double down and try to get the money wherever you can. And by the way, if you're from the UK, can you help me figure something out? My girlfriend and I have been watching the Great British Bake Off the past couple of days. Well, she's really into it, and I've kind of gotten into it by just proxy. And, like, they said, they keep saying the word stodgy. 
what is stodgy? We're saying, is it dry? Or is it like dry and dense? We're trying to figure out what stodgy is. I, I, we love the word. We're just calling everything stodgy these days. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we know what it means. You can also email me, matthewearn at decrypt.co. Stodgy. They said it's a stodgy clangor. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And go to DeemerForCongress.com. That's D-I-E-M-E-R for Congress.com. I take crypto and I take fiat. Donate to the campaign. Every little bit counts. And, hey, we also have shirts available. $100 and more, I'll send you a shirt. Donate, send me an email, tell me your size, and I'll ship it out. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>